Oh, what time is it? Who woke me up? Hello, everyone. This is your host, Fast Big Dog, and I'm here on a very special day with some very special guests. So I am extremely excited to announce that Who Woke Me Up, the podcast, the lifestyle, the philosophy, has a new sponsor. And that sponsor is near and dear to my heart. Good friends of mine I've worked with forever, Rosignol. So we, um, you know, these guys are great. I've worked with them forever in the Caldwell podcast. You know, we talked about how I got started on Rosy um, because Zach, God bless him, took out 50 pairs of skis. And I just like the skis and I like the people. So we, we started talking about this and we've gotten such good feedback on the tech sections that we've done, the tech podcast with Caldwell on skis, grinds. We decided instead of doing like just some banner ad or something kind of flat and boring, it'd be way cooler to get the tech crew uh, on the phone here and talk about ski development, uh, what Rosignol has in the pipeline. So anytime you give a scientific presentation, there's always a disclosure slide or conflict of interest slide. And unfortunately, that doesn't really happen that much in business. So just want to be clear what we're talking about here. All the other stuff is, uh, you know, just talking to people about skiing. This is sponsored content from Rosignol. But it's sponsored content because they have some really cool stuff going on. So instead of just slapping up an ad, I thought I would sit down with, um, again, very, very fortunate. we got a couple of the, couple of the big boys. So uh, joining me today, um, I have uh, Julian Robert, who is the director of research and development for Cross Country um, Worldwide. Is that correct, uh, Julian? Yeah, correct. And then as, uh, as Jeff well Porter, other who, categories as of uh, yesterday, actually. <laughs> oh, is that right? Well, give me. I was, well, yeah. well, let me give you, let me give you Jeff's title. And so Jeff Quarter is the technical product <laughs> manager for Cross Country Worldwide. So uh, it sounds like there was a promotion or something that happened. Give me the new title or scope of responsibilities. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, and, it, and more importantly, does it does it involve me getting more skis? So let's two part question. So let's hear your title and how this affects me. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about skis uh, after. Uh, we do okay. know that you're heading to Sweden, and we might we might have a special pair of double pole skis for you uh, for I the like race where there, this is which, going. Uh, I... which I'm sure will help you get to the finish line after 90k. You'll you'll earn those beers, believe me. I... I like where this is going. This is why I love you guys. So, Julian, tell me about your new responsibilities real quick here. Then we'll dive in. Yeah, uh, just to uh, I was managing the cross country development, and now uh, I will have the snowboard technical equipment. So, Google helmets, uh, some protection, and backpacks, and as well as the alpine bindings. So it's new challenge. Uh, maybe just, just half of our company's business. That's all. <laughs> that that's fantastic. Congratulations. So let's dive right in here because again, you know, the podcasts get pretty long, and I blame Zach Caldwell for that, not me. But um, you guys have a lot of cool stuff going on. So if it's okay with you, I'd like to start with a just kind of general statement about this process because I've been fortunate enough to be able to tour. Uh, a couple different facilities, and obviously talk to Jeff and Kurt and Evan and the gang a lot. Um, so I think there's a lot that happens with ski development that people aren't necessarily uh, aware of. I think a lot of times people think that new ski design starts with a blank piece of paper, 
and models are built from the ground up. And I know in some cases that can certainly happen. But I also know in working with you guys, you guys have been nice enough to let me uh, test some new skis and uh, albeit small, you know, play a role in the development process. And certainly all my, you know, buddies in the World Cup and biathlon and cross country, um, very, very involved in the development process. And so I think it's a lot more iterative than people sometimes realize. And it's really an ongoing development process. So maybe we can start by you guys explaining the the, um, the Rossignol philosophy to ski development and what exactly goes about when you uh, look to develop a new ski. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of it, you know, a lot of it starts with maybe a need from some athletes, um, whether it's a need from the athlete or whether it's a need from just the marketplace, depending upon the level of skis. If it's a top level ski, usually that need or demand comes from the athlete side. Uh, and so, you know, in the case of, uh, of a new ski we have coming out next year, which is the, the Premium Plus SX ski. It was a need from some of the athletes for just a little bit more of a forgiving ski uh, and something that was going to be super versatile, especially across softer conditions. Um, and but, you know, and Julian can speak to uh, the development side that never really stops. It's a constant ongoing evolution of some of our products. Um, and so, you know, we we take an existing design and then just we start trying a bunch of stuff and see what works and see what doesn't work. And then usually what works ends up uh, with, you know, on the world cup um, or, you know, on the IBU cup or, you know, or some of the the national cups and stuff like that. And then those are our true testing grounds. And, you know, I mean, Julian and the, and the world cup team, along with the athletes are testing in and out day in, day out. I mean, how many days a week? Uh, I think at least twice. Yeah. Yeah. Minimum. Uh, and so, and not to mention going to the races, traveling around and, you know, is there anything else that you guys focus on or. Yeah. We, so as just said, we, we start with, with the athlete and with their needs and then we start thinking, uh, what kind of construction we can, uh, we can do, uh, what they really need condition, uh, hard, soft, uh, and then we start making prototypes. So in the atelier course workshop, uh, just as the ground zero of the <laughs> of the headquarters, so it's really nice uh, to have uh, these facilities just there. We can do prototypes in uh, one day if we are really in a hurry. So this is super cool, and let's say in the afternoon we can go for testing. Uh, so the beginning is just there, uh, starting test. Uh, let's say with uh, testing crew. Uh, so. This is all former athletes, either in a IDU Cup or even World Cup for Clément Arnaud. Uh, so this is really cool to have this guy at this level testing the, the first pair of skis and prototype. Uh, and then if we if we think uh, we can go on uh, with this kind of construction, uh, of course, we will make more prototypes to ensure that this construction is, let's say, quite stable in time and it was not the luck of the beginner as we say <laughs> in french um and then uh we start going to make some tries with uh, World Cup athletes so during their training so either uh 
during World Cup weeks, or if it's, for example, during Christmas time, uh, we have, for example, Emilien Jacquelin, who help us a lot testing during uh, Christmas or last week, just before World Champs. Uh, we did one, one morning with him, testing the prototypes. And if everything is okay and if they like it, uh, we try to make more pairs, different grinds, and bring them in World Cup and pray that the condition are there and <laughs> that they can start with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so let's for those of the listeners out there that may not be super familiar with the rising old line. So, at least on the skate side, you've got S one, which is sort of the cold ski. S two, which is good all round ski. Then S three, which is a little bit more of a soft ski. So, tell me how this new S X fits into that lineup. Is this a replacement for the S two? Is this an addition to the quiver? We did a real long podcast two weeks ago with Zach Caldwell on the importance of really skiers, not just racers, but skiers at all levels, having at least a couple pairs of skis in their quiver. So your timing is perfect here. Um, maybe you could tell us how this new ski slots into that lineup and what conditions this is optimized for. So for people who listen to the last podcast and are like, oh, shit, maybe I do need a new pair of skis. Tell us how this fits in and where it really excels. Uh, the, well, the new SX really, it kind of fits in between the S2 and the S3. So it, it came into the line and into the development phase really as finding um, a, a universal soft track ski. Uh, but once, once you know, uh, Julian and the rest of the team, as well as the athletes were testing, they found it actually performed well in a, a really, really wide variety of conditions. Uh, so it became much more versatile than we originally thought, uh, w which is why we thought for, you know, just for the general market and the average skier out there, um, it, it's a, kind of a perfect complement to what we already have in the line. So it doesn't necessarily replace the S2. It really complements the S2. Uh, the S2 is still going to be, you know, kind of that tried and true universal um, all around ski. The S2 uh, with, you know, super, super low tip and tail pressure. Um, a little bit rear, uh, sorry, uh, recalibrated uh, camber in the ski, a little short, a um, little shorter, still offers that same rosinal stability and energy return that we're kind of, that we're known for in a lot of our skis, especially in our skate skis, uh, but in a much softer, more, you know, kind of supple package for softer conditions, really big transitional uh, courses or trails uh, in just, it's super forgiving um, it accelerates really, really well and keeps the speed very, very well. Uh, but the big, big aspect um, about it really, which I just mentioned, what we've heard from a lot of the athletes is just it's super forgiving. Uh, it's really easy to ski. Uh, it, it doesn't a lot of, you know, top level race skis kind of in the world, really from all brands. Sometimes if you're not right on the ski, you the ski lets you know uh, this is a lot more forgiving. Uh, but still, you can still have, you know, as high a level, if not higher than a lot of the, you know, a lot of the products out there, uh, but just in a much more user-friendly package. So it sounds like it's a perfect ski for like the American Burka binder, uh, especially lately yeah, right absolutely. now, is it, we, I, I was at a, a team workout last night, <laughs> everyone no was wringing their hands. <laughs> yeah. If, if the, if the Burka binder is going to happen, cause you know, unfortunately it's, it's pretty warm out there, but. With climate change, we're seeing a lot more, especially marathons, you know, kind of my jam. 
Um, we're seeing a lot of races that are happening under warmer conditions. So this sounds like it's an excellent ski for people uh, maybe racing in softer conditions, longer races where, you know, it, it, it can get a little dicey at the end trying to stay on top of the ski. So it sounds like it would that would be a perfect use case. Is that right? For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 For, for, for the Engadin, of course, you can keep the Actualis too because uh, it is a profile of the, of the course is quite flat. Yeah. Uh, you have the speed. The uh, snow track is quite hard and really glidey. But yeah, if you go to Davos, for example, for the World Cup, uh, I hope it is so long that you rather go in the in the S6 version, uh, more versatile, as Jeff was saying, and more more forgiven, more accessibility. So yeah, this is really the perfect perfect ski. Yeah, and for a course, you know, like the American Berkbeiner uh, in Wisconsin, just with all of the big kind of a, a lot of times abrupt transitions, it's a perfect ski for that, for sure. Right, right. That that's kind of what I was thinking. Know, well, all right. Well, that, that's good to know. Yeah, uh, and, uh, you know, Engadine is on the hit list every year too. So, might have to get a pair of those in the bag. You know, uh, for uh, for Engadine as well. Which leads me to my next question. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure everyone's listening to this and like, wow, this sounds. Pretty. I mean, who doesn't love new skis, right? Um, and so, obvious question here is, when will these be in shops in the U.S. and in Europe? Uh, next fall. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I'm sure a lot of shops are doing pre-orders for next year, uh, and we'll be, you know, looking to to pick some skis over the course of the summer uh, to have in their inventory. And uh, so, I'm sure shops, really globally, but especially you know in North America, are taking orders right now uh, for next year, and I'm sure they'll be finding them uh, over the course of the summer. Yeah, and picking them. And, you know, whether it's in, okay. in France or in the warehouse in the U.S. or in Canada, then they can find all the best ones uh, that they'll that they'll need. Yeah. And maybe there are already some test fleets already on the ground uh, somewhere in the world. For sure in Europe, but I think in the U.S. as well. Yeah, I think with uh, the World Cup in Minneapolis coming up, uh, I, I think the word is that we'll be having a, an on-snow test over the course of the weekend, I think maybe Monday after the races, uh, they might be doing an on-snow test, and I'm sure we'll, we'll have some SX skis there, as well as um, if we're lucky enough to have the on-snow test at the at the Berkey, we'll have some skis there as well. You know, this, this is so funny. We're going to wrap up with one more question, but when I was talking to Caldwell about this, you know, I, I gave the, you know, the history, really my history with Caldwell, which kind of ends up dovetailing into my history with Rosinol because he's the guy that got me on Rosies back in the day. And uh, we talked about this just in the Q&A podcast we did last week, the importance of trying to get on skis. And I was really the guy pushing this. Um, you know, different skis have different feel. And one of the things that I've always loved about working with you guys is how much you care about getting athletes on the right skis for them. Um, you know, what I'm skiing may not be right for Someone like Josh Schmullen, you know, I'm so much bigger, so much stronger than Schmullen. I can just move skis around the course a lot better than him. So he's going to need, I don't even know what he needs, but he needs something special in every sense of the word. So the fact that um, you can go out there and even though this is a, uh, a podcast for Rosignol, I can tell you that, you know, you want to get out there on the skis because maybe you're going to be happier on the two. Um, maybe the SX, you're going to hop on it right away. So I wholeheartedly encourage everyone, if you get an opportunity 
get on them at the Berkey demo. Get on them at the um, the demo at the World Cup. There is really no better way to figure out what's best for you than to actually ski the skis. But sort of along those same lines, let's wrap up with a good general comment because Caldwell had some good advice. And like I said, you know, Jeff, you and I have been working together forever. And I think you guys, I'm always impressed about the, the passion and just love that you have for the sport. And it really, how important, just as a company, the integrity that you guys have as a company, how important it is to you to see people on the right skis. So I'd love to hear from each of you kind of, Let's just say let's, let's let's walk through this use case. I'm I'm sure everyone and their brother will be at the World Cup, you know, and it, it's a little overwhelming. Everyone's there; they've got the glitzy, you know, booth, and the, you know, there's, it, there's thousands of things to, to choose from. Just kind of give us some. What's your? Let me consolidate the question. What's the biggest tip that you can give someone when they're looking to buy a new pair of skis? What's the best way to go about this? Uh, I would say, think about... I stumped one, you. I stumped you. Uh, Caught you by surprise. Uh, a good question. No, I'm not even, I, I just have so many answers for you, FPD. That's how it goes. I got I to keep, uh, I, I I keep you boys on your toes. Think about, uh, you know, if, if you do a lot of skiing and you already have uh, a bunch of skis in your ski bag, then, you know, what's going what's gonna to be a good complement to what you already have? Uh, but I, I think the first question really is where you do the most skiing and what kind of conditions you are going to find more often than not uh, and try to find something that's going to suit those conditions and, you know, and to suit your not only your abilities, but your kind of your aspirations in the sport as a whole. OK. And, and you know, is there a your, uh, and if you're not racing your skier uh, before, try this ski. And Give it a shot. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So easy, so accessible, and you get rid out of the, let's say, Rossignol image, which says hard skis. Yes. Yeah. We're, yeah. Uh, that's, that's... in the last 10 years, we've really become, luckily, uh, Julian's uh, more uh, kind of the uh, the reason for it, but we've basically become a whole new company on the Nordic side, and it's... Uh, yeah, yeah, the products speak for itself, and uh, most people who ski on them are amazed at uh, at the the performance, the stability, the energy return, and just easy. They're easy to ski, as you know. FPD. It, I I completely agree, and you know I will add to that. You know, Caldwell had a really good comment too, and he said, you know, skis now are so much better than skis you know four or five six years ago. And one of the things we got we're doing like a question and we had so many people writing in with questions like grinds, skis, wax, everything. We've had to, we've done two episodes of question and answers with Caldwell, and so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this with you guys because there's so much interest in information like this. And Caldwell made a really really good point too about. Just, I think sometimes people who aren't maybe as involved at the same level as we all are, which is probably most people, they've got lives and they're doing a thousand other things. You don't necessarily realize how big a difference um, a different pair of skis can make in different conditions. So if you've got a really good cold pair of skis, that's great. But are they are they going to you know uh, be running if it's thirty five and raining in Cable, Wisconsin? Not really. So I think nope. the idea of having, you know, um, not just necessarily a replacement, but a supplement to the quiver. 
And again, Caldwell spent two hours talking about this. So for people who truly hate themselves, I'm going to just say go back and listen to all of that because he goes into excruciating but excellent detail on this. So I think sometimes people underestimate how much more fun you're going to have out there. Because at the end of the day, whether you're racing or training or just getting out to take the dog out for a little rip, it's a lot more fun being on good skis. You move faster, you move better, it's easier, you carry more speed, you just have more fun. So I think sometimes people think, oh, this is what I need. It's like, well, one or two more additions in there. I'm not saying you have to go crazy. You, you know, you don't need the World Cup quiver. But this sounds like uh, something that's really going to slot in nicely to a lot of people's, even if it's a fairly small fleet. So if you have a pair of you know, uh, good cold skis that are running great, these don't necessarily have to take the place of those skis. I think, again, I go back to the podcast we did a couple of weeks ago. Zach makes a pretty compelling argument how it, uh, it's nice to have a couple different options in the quiver. Not to mention, if you're really going to nerd out, you know, you can, you're going to go race. You can have a couple sets prepped. You, know, uh, you can go out, test on snow. You have a couple different options. You can test in different grinds. Uh, super easy way to make race day testing for the self-supported citizens racer. Um, a lot more productive. So uh, something, just something to keep in mind. Um, we're going to uh, check back in with you guys in a couple weeks. Uh, my inbox has been blowing up about uh, hand structure. And so I like and grinds because, you know, with the uh, change in, in floral restrictions or introduction of floral restrictions, I think uh, people very rightfully so are putting a lot more emphasis on having a couple pairs of skis. Uh, having, you know, uh, a little bit more attention to detail on grinds and structure. So um, you guys have historically had really good factory grinds. So maybe we'll have you back on uh, for another installment to hear about what's happening with Rosie Boots. And I'd love to hear each of you talk up grinds and structure. So maybe that's something we can cover in the next episode as well. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, sounds great. Thanks for having us. Um, anything you want to add, just kind of in closing, about anything else you got coming up? You want to tease us with anything else, or are we good for now? Uh, we just had some great results at uh, the Junior World Championships yesterday. Uh, the nice. the U23 sprint, we were first, second, and fourth. No, first, second, and fifth, Yep, actually, nice. uh, which was really cool to see, for sure. So, All right. Yeah, the so young there you guns go. out there... Uh, Iron on all cylinders for us. Nice. You know, get on Rosies unless, of course, you know, you hate winning. Um, all right. Well, you know, I think th- I think this is well documented as I covered all the time on my feed. But let's just go on record one more time. Like how much more popular of a skier I am at Rosignol than Smolin. I mean, it's not even close, right? I mean, I, you know, I've known Josh for a very long time. He's been a Rosie athlete for a very long time. I can't say anything bad about Josh. Uh, you're, you are both equally as important FBD. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm talking about, I know we're both important, but who's more popular? <laughs> who, who do you get more fan mail about? It's gotta be me. Come on, be honest. It's gotta be me. Well, uh, I, I think fan mail is in direct relation to, um, how vocal someone may be. Yeah. Hey, you gotta make your own breaks, right? Yes. Yes, you do. Yep. <laughs> There's some self-promotion well, that asset has to come, which is okay. That's right. Nothing wrong with that. Well, listen, uh, <laughs> like I said, uh, I've, I've been working with you guys forever. You know, I love the product. I love the the people. Um, it's, it's a great company. It's a great ski. 
Um, I encourage everyone to get out there, and uh, it's, the timing for this couldn't be better. Everything we talked about, if you haven't had a chance, check out the podcast that we did with Zach on skis, grinds, wax. we got a whole bunch of Q&As coming up, so if you've got any questions about what type of skis you want, if you do want to get new skis, and then I encourage everyone out there. You know, I know, you know, everyone's got different budgets and everything is going on, but hey, who deserves a new pair of skis more than you do, right? It's so much fun to get out, you know, uh, have the right skis for the conditions, or just treat yourself to a new pair of skis. No one deserves it more than you do. So um, thanks again to my um, very, very uh, esteemed uh, guest from straight from uh, World Headquarters, uh, coming to you from um, Villar de Lance. Is that right? Or am I saying that correctly? Uh, no, we're in uh, Saint-Jean-de-Moirel in France, just north okay. of Grenoble. All right. Okay, that, that's right. You, you live, you live, you live in Villard, right? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for giving me my home address, okay. there, buddy. Okay. <laughs> well, it's your town. It's not like I gave out your cell number and your address. I thought you, I thought you lived by the factory. So yeah, we got um, again uh, the uh, my thanks to Julian Robert, the director of research and development for Cross Country Worldwide, and Jeff Quarter. Technical Project Manager for Cross Country Worldwide, worldwide, excuse me, and looking forward to seeing both you fine gentlemen uh, soon to talk boots, grinds, and structure. Because um, hey, you can't just have good good skis; got to have good grinds on the skis. And again, the, the whole factory grind versus aftermarket thing. Lots of questions on that. So looking forward to speaking with both of you about that sometime very soon. Sounds good. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, Thanks boys. Uh, we'll we'll see you out there. Au revoir. Au revoir. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> oh, what time is it? Who woke me up?